Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Grace and peace. Love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation on this Easter morning, this festival of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel reading that we heard just a moment ago, especially these words from verse 7. There you will see him, just as he told you. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, was several years ago a Lutheran pastor from Nebraska was asked to teach at the Lutheran Seminary in Novosibirsk, Siberia. It would just be for a few weeks, be a grueling schedule. And the pastor said yes. So he went. He taught the students. When he was done, he was exhausted. On his way home, he flew from Siberia to Germany. He was on the second to last link of his journey. 11-hour flight from Frankfurt to Chicago. He was tired. He was exhausted. Couldn't wait to sleep, hopefully for the entire 11 hours. Dressed in his clergy shirt, he sat down on the chair in the airplane and began to relax. Until the person sat down right next to him. The young college girl from Saudi Arabia. Her parents were very wealthy, wanted her to be educated in the United States. She sat down next to the pastor and she began to stare at him. After a while, she said, Are you a priest? Not wanting to get into the finer distinctions between a Roman Catholic priest and a confessional Lutheran pastor, he simply said, Yes. She kept staring at him. Then she said, Do you believe in Jesus? And the pastor said, Yes, I do. And the young lady immediately said, Why? Why? Now, if you know this pastor, you would not be surprised by his response. When the young lady asked him why he believed in Jesus, he looked at her and said, Jesus said that he would suffer and die and rise from the dead. And he did it. Everything Jesus said, he did. And I believe in Jesus. And then he looked at her and said, would you like to believe in him too? That ended the conversation. <laughs> My friends, as we come into God's house on this Easter Sunday, that's probably a good question for us. Do you believe in Jesus? 
Assuming the vast majority of us would say yes, the follow-up question is very important. Why? Why? Is it a family tradition? Why? Why are you in God's house on Easter Sunday? Because you actually believe this stuff? Or to make mom or dad or grandma or grandpa happy? Why? In many respects, my friends, it's just this simple. We believe in Jesus because everything He said, He did. That's hard for us to imagine, isn't it? Every promise he made, he kept. Every prediction he made came true. Everything he said he was going to do, he did it. We are conditioned to believe that if someone says something, more than likely... They're lying. Why do you think that is? Experience. Experience is a great teacher. We know that when a politician goes out on the campaign trail, they can't be held to their word. They say whatever that it takes for them to get elected. And then they have a convenient memory. And if you bring up something that they said, then you're the one with the problem. This is what we've been taught. This is what we've been catechized in our world. We go to work. Our boss promises us a raise or a Christmas bonus. And then when it doesn't come through, it's as if the words were never said. It's not just... People out there, politicians, our bosses, our, our talking heads on TV that'll say anything to get ratings and then deny it later in spite of the video evidence? No. It hits much closer to home. We, far too often, do not do what we say we are going to do. We make promises. Sometimes we keep them. Sometimes we don't. We say things to our family, our friends, our loved ones. Sometimes we mean them. Sometimes we don't. Last night during the Easter Vigil, 11 of our junior confirmants stood before the altar of God and they made vows. They made promises. They promised that they would hear God's Word on a regular basis. They promised that they would eat and drink Christ's body and blood in the sacrament on a regular basis. They promised that they would rather die than have anything get between them and Jesus. 
They were sincere in those promises. The exact same promises that many, if not most of us, have also made. Sometimes we keep our promises. Sometimes we don't. We stand before the altar of God. We pledge love for each other, husband and wife. We promise faithfulness. We say, till death us do part. Sometimes we mean it. Sometimes we don't. My friends, our lives are perfect examples of a never-ending chorus of lies and broken promises, good intentions that have failed. We say things and we go back on what we say. We say things and then we forget what we say. When we should keep quiet, we keep right on talking. And when we should say words of love and compassion and forgiveness and tenderness, we spew hit, hate and venom. Far too often, we don't do what we say we're going to do. That's one of the reasons why it's so hard to believe that Jesus actually did it. But that's not the point. The point isn't somehow trying to figure out how Jesus did what for us is impossible. The important part is to figure out why Jesus did it. Why did Jesus come into this world? Why did Jesus do what he said he was going to do? Because we can't. Because we don't. Because we won't. Jesus comes into this world of sinful lies. Hateful words. Broken promises. False intentions. Jesus comes here to save us. He comes here to save Poor, miserable liars like us. It was about two weeks ago. My wife said, hey, we got a light bulb out there. Could you change it? I said, sure, I'll get right at it. I still haven't done it. I have no good excuse. I just didn't do it. My friends, my sin is a great summary of how we far too often live our lives. We live somewhere on the edge between truth and lies and we're quite content. Into this world of sin 
God promised a Savior. And He did it. He kept His word. God promised that His Savior would be born of a virgin. And He did it. He kept His word. Jesus, God in the flesh, said, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And He did it. He placed Himself under God's harsh condemning law, the Ten Commandments. He didn't sin, not once, not ever. He fulfilled the law. He said He was going to do it, and He did it. Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down His life for the sheep. He said what He was going to do, and then He did it. That's what we celebrated this Friday. A Friday we call good. When the spotless Lamb of God, the Good Shepherd, laid down His life for wayward, lying, corrupt sheep like you and like me. Multiple times throughout Scripture, Jesus predicted exactly what was going to happen. The Son of Man, Himself, the Son of Man will be betrayed. He will be handed over to the scribes, the priests, and the Pharisees. He will be mocked. He will be beaten. He will be crucified. And three days later, He will rise from the dead. He said what He was going to do. And He did it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He clearly says how to get to heaven. Through Him. And then He proved it by rising from the dead, never to die again. Far too often in this world, we are plotting and scheming and lying and breaking promises because we don't trust God. We just don't trust Him. We don't trust God that God knows what we really need. And so we add our words to the Word of God. We think God is holding out on us. And so we venture off into all kinds of vice and sexual perversions and monetary schemes. I'll take care of me. God doesn't know. Jesus said, John chapter 10, I have come to give you life and life to the full. Jesus said it. Jesus did it. He has given you life. Everlasting life through the forgiveness of sins. He has given you life to the full. There is nothing that you lack. Nothing. Everything you need to support this body and life. God has given you. 
And you know what else He's given you? In the forgiveness of sins. He has given you the strength and the power to stop lying. To stop breaking your promises. To speak the truth and to follow through with the truth in the same way that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. God's desire is not for you to live in the darkness of sin. No, he rescued you from sin. He wants you to walk in the light. He wants you to live as a Christian. He wants you to order yourself according to the word of God. The word of God which clearly teaches that which is good and that which is bad. That which is God-pleasing and that which is evil. That which is a virtue and that which is a vice. He wants us to live a holy life in faith toward Him and in love and service to one another. And He gives us this strength and this power in the Gospel. He said He would do it. And He has done it. You can believe Him. You can trust Him. Every day, as we get older, we naturally become more cynical. The more experiences that we have, the more people that have let us down, the more lies and broken promises that we experience, it's pretty easy to think that God doesn't know. God doesn't care. God is powerless to help. My friends, Jesus says, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I have not left you as orphans. Jesus, crucified and risen from the dead, ascended to the right hand of God, promised the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that calls us to faith in the waters of Holy, Spirit, uh, Holy Baptism. The Holy Spirit that keeps us in the one true faith through the Word of God and the Holy Absolution. The Holy Spirit that sustains us in this journey, this often difficult journey called life in His Holy Meal. The very body and blood of Jesus in, with, and under bread and wine to strengthen our weak faith. To forgive our sins. And to proclaim the death of Jesus Christ for you for all time. My friends, Jesus came into this world because of our sin. For every lie, for every half-truth, for every broken promise, 
for every vicious word instead of words of love, for every sin, for our sin of idolatry, placing our stuff ahead of God's word, for all these sins and more, Christ Jesus has come for you. Christ Jesus has bled and died for you. Christ Jesus has risen from the dead for you. Jesus said in John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That's what Jesus told Mary and Martha on the road. I'm the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? My friends, on this Easter Sunday, it is good to evaluate our faith. Do you believe in Jesus? My prayer is that your confession is yes. Why? It doesn't have to be a fancy confession. It's really this simple. Jesus did what he promised to do. As was sung in our intro earlier in the service. Sums it up beautifully. He is risen. Alleluia. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Alleluia. Remember how he told you. Alleluia. That the Son of Man must be crucified and on the third day rise. Alleluia. Jesus says what he's going to do and then he does it for you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. We stand and sing the offertory.